Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. So hopefully you had a chance to listen to the first podcast of 2022 that was published on January 16th, uh, where we uh, talked about what lessons learned for 2022 and how to apply those lessons in 2023. This podcast picks up in the middle of that uh, of the conversation interview I had with Chuck, where we cover the 2023 transition, expectations for the economy, and best practices for creating that strategy and the plan for successful transition, regardless of what time of mark type of market that we have. This is a really good pivoting point. Let's talk about the future. Well, we have been talking about the future, their future. Let's talk about next year. Um, we led up in a little bit in this webcast about that the Fed raising interest rates. Uh, we have a day-to-day in the market in conversation. Well, maybe there is a softening economy, which is crazy because yesterday they yeah. were saying, well, maybe there's going to be a soft landing. Well, now they're like, well, maybe there's going to be a recession. It seems like there's just a higher percentage of it or we keep going back and forth. I guess I have two questions for you. What are you hearing from the companies? Yeah, I hear that. Second, what do the JMOs need to be thinking? Yeah, good, good, Joel. Yeah, and I hear that. I hear that. Everybody is talking about this. And so I hear that a lot. You know, how are we going to manage our affairs that if there is a, you know, a soft landing or a medium landing or a hard landing? And I think if you watch CNBC and you, you know, which is a great tool to get, right? Invest in CNBC Pro and watch. They have CEO interviews and you can literally every day watch four or five CEO interviews on CNBC. I think you're going to hear, you know, people, you know, talking um, a lot about this, about GDP growth. And when they say recession, they're really talking about the Fed raising interest rates to knock down demand, because that's how you're going to get a softening in pricing. You got to beat down demand and give a give some time for supply to catch up, and then you're going to see some softening in prices. And then the you know we'll have healthier growth than we uh, than we have uh, right now. But remember this too, right? If you're if you're really worried about this, Joel said this earlier. The Nash, the thing to watch if you're transitioning out of the service is watch the unemployment rate. And you got to have some context on this too, right? That the current unemployment rate, national unemployment rate, like Joel just said, it was three point seven. Percent, and and that's that's like a fifty-year low, and so remember Q2 of 2020. If you just want to, you know, you want a uh, a benchmark, the unemployment rate climbed up to like between fourteen and fifteen percent. A, a a normal unemployment rate is going to be about six percent, and so you have a lot of room between three point seven percent and and six to seven percent, which be a, which would be a very normal. Um, unemployment rate, um, taking into account the normal number of people that are going to be switching roles, I think you're going to see the Fed raise interest rates until they can they can knock up the unemployment rate and get it up into some area where you don't have all this wage pressure because that's what you have right now when there aren't there are six million people on the market looking for jobs right now and there's almost 11 million openings so you almost almost have a two to one ratio. It's like 1.8 openings for every person on the market today. Well, that means that there's a lot of wage pressure. And as companies compete by raising salaries, you do that across the entire economy, you're going to end up with wage inflation. And when you have wage inflation, you end up with other companies. Companies are going to compensate for paying higher salaries 
by raising prices on their goods and services. So it just trickles all over the entire economy. So I think you're absolutely going to see this. It's just a matter of when. But the, but the point is that you know, recessions are not in, – in times like this, when we're trying to knock down inflation, a recession is not a terrible thing. And you know, I hope we don't see unemployment back up at 14% again. And if we do, Joel, we need to hold another podcast if it gets up to that level and, they, and explain, you know, we've come a long way to, to, to this economy. That's not a soft landing. That's a disaster. Um, and so, and we just did this. So I don't see us, you know, unless something crazy happens again, I don't see that happening. But the point is, um, more than likely, you're going you're gonna to see uh, interest rates rise and, and, and the unemployment rate climb and you're, you're going to be facing, how do I make a transition as the employment rate starts, uh, unemployment rate, excuse me, starts creeping up. So I believe that you will see that. I know that I'm going to see it. It doesn't worry me all that much right now because I think we have a lot of room to get there. And it would probably be healthy for us um, to, to see these higher interest rates, um, let the unemployment rate come back up to a little bit more of a sustainable level for a healthy economy. That will serve us all a lot better. So should, you know, just if this is a loaded question, I know the answer, but I think should, should I stay in? Yeah. From a junior officer? Should I consider, yeah. I mean, should I really try to wait this out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question, but I, I think, I think that the, 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 the way that I, I don't know the answer, should I get out or not get out, but I know the way that I would tackle the question. And, and for me, what I would do is I would always look out five, 10 years. And, and, you know, so you're 28, 29 years old, I would look, where do I want to be at 39? And if I said to myself that I know that I don't want a military career at 39, um, that I'm interested in doing something outside of the military for whatever reasons you have, I, I would get out when it makes sense for you personally to get out. I wouldn't try to time the economy because you can't time the economy. It's, it's almost like crossing a danger area, you all. You can't necessarily fully predict what is going to happen when you cross a danger area, but you can build in contingencies. You can manage risk. There are absolutely steps that you can make to that. And I think in a lot of ways, we all know this, right? In challenging times, whether it's a military mission or getting out of the service, you know, be thorough, be thorough, be deliberate, you know, plan ahead. And you can't just roll out of bed and get out. I think that you need a partner. And whether that partner is Cameron Brooks or it's another partner, you know, I always say in challenging times, build a checklist, be thorough, right? It will allow you to proceed through challenging times without making mistakes. And you're going to be able to produce a great outcome. I think the development and preparation program has been used effectively during the dot-com implosion, you know, when Joel and I were new in our career and young working here in September 11th and 2001, 2002 was a terrible uh, recession. Uh, 2009, 2010 was unbelievable during the financial meltdown. And you add all three of those together and it pales in comparison to what happened during COVID. And we never canceled a conference. We never have. Um, as a matter of fact, COVID hit two weeks before our April conference in 2020, which we had companies signed up and candidates flying in and and it took us about six days to, to, uh, to modify the conference to be able to run it virtually. And we helped the April candidates transition out in, in, in truly a very, very dark economic time. And, you know, they've all since been promoted and they're doing well and all of that. So you can't time 
the economy, but you can control your level of preparation and the advisors and people that you pick to partner with that are going to help you through those times to do the right things, to use your time effectively, and um, and prepare it to produce the best outcome in a transition. That's how I would approach it, rather than trying to, you know, follow the economic winds out there and figure out that this is a good time or bad time. And my favorite quote, I actually have it written down right in front of me here. It's a Warren Buffett quote that says, uh, you know, by the time you hear the robins singing, spring is over. You know, if, you, if you're going to wait around for the robins to start chirping, the opportunity is gone. You, you want to be able to get yourself out before um, so that, yes, it might be messy, but leaders are going to be needed and wanted during those times. And you're going to get a lot more pitches during that versus trying to wait and create this smooth, easy time to get out. It's A, it's impossible to predict. And, and B, you won't, your leadership skills won't be needed and utilized if everything is hunky-dory out there. Exactly. Um, Roger Cameron Roger Cameron used to talk about how you're able to make much more of a name for yourself by getting out in the tough times. Yeah. And that's almost like this, this stripe you earn early in your career and people know about it. It goes on your resume that you were built during that time. Um, and companies always need leaders. And, you know, Jim Collins wrote back in 2009, an article in fortune magazine, Jim Collins, your author of good to great, how great companies continue to recruit leaders in all markets. They can't all markets. afford not to, they can't afford not to. You always got to be thinking about how to grow your organization. Yeah, the number one, you know, if you take any publication that talks about this topic, like the Society of HR Management, um, which puts out a survey every year and surveys leaders of businesses, like the number one issue, 94% of companies report the number one issue that they have is junior talent, is, is a light junior leadership bench, you know, right now. So that topic is not going to change regardless of what the GDP is. And most companies are forecasting out 10 or 15 years on that anyway. You know, they're looking for when they're 50-year-old they're to 60 years old, you know, who do they have at 40 that's going to be able to do the work of a 50-year-old? So they're looking out 10, 15 years. And this topic, Joel, that you're talking about is just, you know, it's, it's a macro trend. It's not a micro trend that's going to ebb and flow with, uh, with GDP reports. And so somebody's out there thinking right now, you know, we talked about whether the economy or not. If they're kind of just considering the transition They've not made a firm decision. Uh, what should they be thinking about? Yeah, I would. I would get educated. I would. I would. You know, our webcasts, uh, reading business books, connecting with alumni that are out there. I would just. I would get. I number one. I would look out, like I said, t five, ten years. And if you if you think to yourself that you're not going to retire from the military. Like, if you know that, I'm not staying in for 20 years. Roger Cameron used to also say this, every year that you stay in the military past the point that you know you're not going to serve 20, it costs you tons of money. I mean, first, if you don't stay into 20, you're not going to get your retirement pension, A, so you're not, gonna, you're not working towards that. But B, you're also not investing in the company's retirement program or, or pension plan or 401k. And, you know, again, one of the best things you can do is be young and get out into these incredible programs, wealth building programs that are out there. So I would start with, you know, where do I see myself at 35 or, or 40 years old and, and backward plan from there. But then two is don't wait till you're transitioning next month. 
get into a webcast, invest some time in this, talk with some people that can assess your background. And of course, we just have the greatest recruiting team. Joel and his team are so good at this. They all have so much experience, you know, um, with Rob and Pete and Joel and the rest of the team, you know, get on the phone and let them, let them talk about options that you have out there. So you can decide, should I go from 50%? I'm 50% out. I'm 50% in. I'm not sure. Well, let me go from 50% out or you know, to either a hundred percent out or a hundred percent in and make it, make a decision of what your 10 or 20 year plan is going to be. And then once you make that decision, stick with it. You know, I wouldn't be equivocating back and forth on it. I would either stay in for my 20 or I would decide I'm going to get out. And if you're going to get out, do I do a business career? Do I do a DOD contractor? Do I go become a teacher? And all of our development program and our webcasts are designed to help give you the information so you can make a good decision. I just wouldn't wait. I would, I would be making those choices today at you know, 26, 27 is what I'm going to be doing at 36 or 37. And then I would start backward planning, which all of us know how to do because we're trained to do that. It's really good. Really good advice. Um, talk to me. You know, Colin, I love talking to officers about the transition, getting out and coaching them. And Rob and Peter are really good at it. You can always, we won't make the decision for you. You can only lay out the uh, do nothing, stay in, take course A, course B, and, and the, the pros and cons of each and help you make the decision. Um, all right. What about those that have decided to make the transition? What's the blueprint? It's, a, it's 2023 getting out then. I know we got a bunch of people on here that are, yeah. I see their names that are getting out this year. And I know they're here because they want to know if there's a recession, how do I do this? Yeah. Yeah. I just would start reading. I think the best thing to do is to read and you're reading these books and these business books, and hopefully they're making you think about, oh, well, you know, a reengineering process is a lot like the work that I did when I was an XO in this particular, you know, unit on my, on my supply room. And so I just love business reading because it's going to, it's going to help you start making connections. And I can assure you of the equation, you all, like I've worked with, you know, 6,000 of you directly in, in almost 30 years in this business. And I can assure you there are lots of connections, but I can't go into the interview with you and translate, you know, your stories to what the companies want. I'll go in before you and I'll create plenty of opportunity for you to do that. But I think in the end, I would, I would make sure you're hitting the market with a good fundamental foundation in business reading. The development program is really, really good at that. And if I were getting out in 2023, I would spend every opportunity that I had to be on the telephone with Cameron Brooks, working through um, the development program and getting myself ready to be able to get out. It's no different than running a marathon or anything else. You just can't show up to race day. And, and you know, you can still survive the marathon, especially if you're adept at running, but you're not going to score your bet. And so, you know, like anything, you, you know you're getting out, start planning. The military is not going to necessarily be friendly to give you a lot of time in this. You're still going to work a lot of hours. We love that Skillbridge program where you can do the camera work program in Skillbridge. You know, if that is something that you qualify for, that's awesome because you can actually have some time off from work to be able to go through the development program. But I think no matter how you get it done, whether it's at night or on weekends, I still laugh like crazy. You all, I went to the national training center. I went to a January conference, 1992, and I spent uh, November and a good part of December um, in at the national training center. And I still have some books on my bookshelf that you can, uh, 
open up and of course it has all my notes through it and you know knock it a little bit and some of that ntc stand still falls out on the carpet today 30 years later but you know it's uh it was a well worth it investment and camberbrook showed me the way i really love the fact that they were like read these 10 books and i wasn't wasting time like finding books on amazon well, we, we, we won't help you save time in the actual work that has to be done, but we will help you save a lot of time in figuring out what work has to be done. The development program is just for junior military officers. There's nobody else that it's designed for. For busy people like you that are going to get out in 2023, the point is, you know, follow the checklist and put the time in. Maybe you won't be able to work on your golf game or you won't have as, many rec- as much recreational time, but you're going to really like uh, when you hit your conference and the connections you're going to make between the great work you've done in the service and and some of the reading that you've done and what in the conversations these companies are going to bring up you literally are going to be pulling stuff and and building relatable experience that's going to help you get a great leg up in your career transition you talked a lot about pre- uh, preparation for the blueprint but there's also i think the blueprint that you've been talking about with the investment mindset that's easy, especially if this dovetails in, into the last point, going home for the holidays. We know a lot of people that make decisions over the holidays where it's emotional, um, closer to home, yeah. uh, be with family. Like There's a huge tie to, to pull for a lot of people to spend more time with family. But to make this successful transition, uh, we certainly want people to be in a great location. That is a part of our matching process. That's, it, that's different than saying, What's the mindset going into this? Is this the yeah. investment mindset or is it the mindset of, no, what's most important to me is being close to home. And so there comes this conflict. I want this great career yeah. and I'm going to prepare. Oh, but I want to be in this location. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think first and foremost, the holidays are a great time with family. And so but, you know, personally, I wish everybody on this call a, you know, a great holiday and great time with with uh, family and you know family is uh it's a place where love is it's a place where some of our best relationships are um i come from a from i'm half irish and half hispanic and uh family is really important in in both of those cultures and so i think that's you know that's uh that's great a lot of though i think the holidays sometimes and i remember holidays when i was in the military and i missed my family and so now you're getting close to getting out and and uh you know, sometimes it has, you know, family has a tendency of tugging us to have that short-term mindset and not the investment mindset. And I joke around about this, but it's really not a joke. Anybody on this call that's got an Irish mother, Irish mothers, you know, they don't just want you to live in their city. They, they, their idea is that all of their kids and all of their grandkids would actually live on the same street, probably in sequential homes. And so if my mother had her way, Julie and I and our kids would be like right there in the house next to her. And so, and there's a lot of, there's always a lot of pressure on that. To, you know, I think in a way, that's the way Irish mothers say they love you. They want you to, they, they don't say they love you per se. They, they say, you know, when are you going to move close to me? And so there's going to be a lot of pressure on that. And I think the holidays bring a lot of that in, but the most important thing is to stay mission focused and, and remember what you're trying to do is make a successful transition. And, and in, in, the, in the transition, there's nothing wrong with having a location preference. But I think that the challenge is, and what I'm describing with Irish mothers, is not a location preference. It's a location restriction. And location restrictions, just like anything, 
that you're going to do. Like if you and I were launching a product right now and we started a company with you and me together, we're the first two employees, you know, we're not going to launch a product in Gaithersburg, Maryland. We're going to try to, we're going to try to launch our product in a wider, cast a wider net. We talk about the power of comparison. I think that it is really, really good you all to approach the market with a preference, certainly for an area that you like, but to recognize that it's so valuable to interview with companies outside of that preference because you're going to probably find that the number, well, first you're going to find that doing work that you're going to really like, and you're, you're only going to transition once from the service. And the risk that you have is underemployment. This is well-documented. Um, LinkedIn did a big study on this. The number one thing that vets across all segments of veterans report when they leave the service and go to work is underemployment. Again, why I don't particularly like internships, because I think it leads to being underemployed where you're not using your skills. And so I think instead of falling into that trap, it's so much better to do a broad career search, to look at multiple markets. Julie and I ended up moving to Texas. My parents, you know, were up in Gaithersburg, Maryland. You know, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I once told Roger Cameron that I wanted to be within a 10-hour drive of, of the Maryland, D.C. area. And, and I, I think literally I've driven in the car one time in 30 years for 10 hours. You know, when you, when you get out and you start doing well, in your career, you're going to find it's very, very easy to catch flights. I spend a lot of time with my family. I have over the decades, my kids have over the decades, because when you get out of the military, you have time. You have two things that are really important. You end up with more time and, and you're not going to have to count Saturday and Sunday as a, as a vacation day, right? In the, all your national holidays, you're always going to have off and you can add vacation, you know, your three weeks vacation on top of that with 10 paid holidays, that's five weeks of vacation where weekends don't count. And so you're going to be able to spend time with your loved ones. But during your transition, I think the most important thing is to find work that you like, work that's going to hold your attention, work that's going to utilize your skills. It may be in your second or third favorite location, but it's going to end up being your favorite work. And that equation, your favorite work and your third favorite location is a lot better than your favorite location in your third favorite work. Because once you get to a location you, you like, it's funny, a lot of the value goes away with that. And what you're facing is going to work every day and something that you really don't like doing and is not holding your attention. And I think a lot of veterans, it's all over LinkedIn, they just keep switching jobs. You know, they can't actually get any traction in a career and they spent their first 10 years out of the service going from one thing to the next. It is all over LinkedIn. It is very, very well documented that this is a major problem with people getting out of the service. And I think they squandered the 10 probably best years that they have as a junior leader running around trying to find that thing because they approached it. They approached the market with too much of a limiting factor and they're not managing actually the biggest risk that they have, which is really underemployment and employment that you don't like. Now, here's, here's the best thing. If I really wanted to go to Maryland, you all, and I could find a executive level partner job in Maryland in 30 days. I'm not not in Maryland because I don't want to be there. I just happen to like what I'm doing right now. And I stay here on purpose. Joel is from Minnesota. Joel could find a job in Minnesota in probably two weeks. You know, he runs a recruiting team here. So the point is five years from now, post-transition, many, many of our alumni now are taking their favorite jobs now in their top choice geography. My point is not that location is not important. It's sequencing when location becomes more important. And my point is, 
look down the road, make a smart investment for five years, and you're going to find your, your ability to migrate within your company or within your industry, your ability to migrate as a development candidate towards geographies that work for you is, uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of choices out there, a lot more once you become a proven business person and you're no longer transitioning. That's, you're going to get a lot of that. That's my perspective as a person who works with the companies. I think they want to hear this in you. They want to hear that you want to make a smart investment. They're looking for people that think that way, that have the grit, the investment mindset to get themselves into something good, knowing that it's going to lead to something good for you. So when you approach the market with this mindset, it is a combat multiplier for you. I think it is one of the best mindsets that's out there because the herd is doing something totally different you know, than that. I want to work six hours in a day and blah, blah, blah. I want to work remote in my... And I can't think of anything more tedious to me than working by myself every single day, you all. As a military officer, I don't know how, and maybe it's a generational thing, I don't know how on earth you'd be able to do that, where every day you get up and you just walk from your bedroom and your kitchen into your home office. You're not interacting live with people. You're not leading people. I just don't know how you do that, candidly. But, but the point is, Joel, to answer your question, the holidays, lots of family pressure, lot, you know, lots of family, you know, weighing in, hey, don't you want to come back here to Gaithersburg and just say, I love you too, because that really is what family are expressing. And I think family are great for love. I think they always want, family wants what's good for you, but they don't always want what's best for you. That's the difference in family. You're going to know what's best for yourself and you're going to know what your plan is and where you want to be 10 years from now, a lot more, a lot better than your, your cousins and your, and your brothers and sisters are going to know. Great, Chuck. Thank you so much. We covered a lot of ground here in the in the hour. Uh, appreciate everybody being here with us as well and listening. You can find us at uh, candidates at Cameron-Brooks.com. That gets to either one of us or um, Chuck at Cameron-Brooks.com or Joel at Cameron-Brooks.com gets to all of us. We wish you a happy holidays and a powerful 2023. We look forward to seeing you here in the near, near future. Thanks again, Chuck, for doing this. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cameron Brooks podcast. The next podcast publishes on February 14th. It's a great podcast. It's the first podcast of 2023. We interview one of our alumni and I'm excited uh, to listen to it myself. We're going to be interviewing Cameron Brooks alumnus, Chris Benson, who is a plant manager for Invista. Invista is a division of Coke Industries. That's K-O-C-H, one of the largest privately held companies in the world. Chris is going to offer a lot of insights on about leadership in the business world, manufacturing, and about making a great transition out of the military.